Hi friend, if you love the information you hear in the podcast, then you will love the free mini series of videos that I've put together just for you. It's all about the biblical blueprint for health and teaches you exact principles I've taught to thousands of Christian women that result in weight loss, better sleep, increased energy, clearer skin, and sharper brains. You can go to thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries to grab this free set of short, powerful teachings that will show you how to create better health God's way. It's at thechristiannutritionist.com slash miniseries. Go check it out now. Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you doing today? I was just listening to a coaching call where uh, the life coach was coaching someone on scale drama. And it was so good. It made me think of so many things that I want to share with you that I had to get on here so we could chat it up. So in this coaching call, this woman had gotten on the scale and gain two pounds, you know, overnight, essentially. And so she went from 122 to 124 overnight. I know, I know, we all want to throat punch her, you know, but she really um, let it get to her. And it was creating all of this mind drama. And part of the reaction to that was that she went and ate a bunch of chocolate which is so weird when we do something like that, but it's so normal and so typical. We're like, oh, the scale is higher. Uh, Let's eat more, (laughs) right? Because we think it's not working. So why do we even bother? Might as well eat what I like. And, you know, we do that a lot. We end up self-sabotaging by, you know, eating more food, which makes no sense if we're trying to see the scale go down. But what's also weird is that we'll do that on the flip side too. Like, oh, look, I lost some weight. There's room for all that chocolate after all. And then we'll reward ourselves with food. Um, We're just such strange beings. But the thing is, y'all, when we stand on the scale, we lose our ever-living minds, (laughs) which is why I personally strongly discourage people from getting on a scale too often. And when we do Feast of Fast, I'm like, please don't get on the scale at all. If you want to get on at the very beginning and maybe at the very end, great. But please don't weigh yourself in the in-between because weight can fluctuate, you know, so much based on so many things. You know, it could be based on, you know, water or hormones or whether you pooped that day. And I mean, scale weight is not always the best or most reliable source of progress. So I ask people to monitor the way they feel, their energy levels, their sleep, the way their clothes fit, you know, those non-scale victories. If you listen to the podcast I did with Rebecca, 
uh, one of my clients, Feast of Fasters and member of the Christian Health Club, you might remember that she did not lose any scale weight in the first round of Feast of Fast, but she did notice things were changing with her body. And um, eventually she did have that whoosh of weight loss. And that can totally happen. In fact, the life coach that was coaching this woman said that when she started eating more healthfully, she got on the scale every single day for six weeks and didn't see one change. But then like Rebecca, she had this whoosh and the weight started falling off. Um, But how many of us would continue? You know, how many of us would get on a scale, not see it move and stay committed to this healthier lifestyle that we've embarked on? In my experience, not many. People get discouraged and irritated when they don't see progress in like a week, (laughs) you know? So that's why I'm not a big fan of the scale. But this life coach has a totally different view, different approach. She actually encourages people to get on the scale every day, not to monitor weight, but to monitor the mind. She wants you to face your scale drama head on and realize that it's all just about your thoughts. And she said that she had already done all of this mind work, which is why she could get on the scale every day for six weeks, see no change, but stay committed and keep going. She did not let the scale produce the drama. So consider this. The scale says 150 pounds. What are you thinking? Some of you are thinking that would be amazing. Others of you are thinking that would be awful. Now, how can that be? It's the exact same number. The point that the life coach makes is that it's not about the number. It's the thought about the number that creates the drama. The number on the scale is just a piece of information. The scale is indifferent. It has no agenda. It's not alive. It's not judging you. It's a piece of plastic that conveys a piece of information. But two people can look at that number, same data, and have a totally different spin on it. It's what you make it mean what you make it mean about yourself that we have to look at here. So the life coach says that standing on the scale is a good way to figure out your brain about yourself. When you stand on the scale and a number pops up, what is your relationship with yourself when you see that number? What do you make it mean about yourself? What do you tell yourself? And what actions does it drive when you tell yourself this story about what that number means. Think how quickly and automatically your brain will tell a story based on that number. You'll see a number and automatically you can think, I'm never going to lose weight. I'm never going to figure this out. I might as well eat what I like. And before you know it, you are in the kitchen in a bag of M&Ms, you know, because the scale said you were a failure. But y'all, the scale can't talk. That's your self-talk, which has real repercussions and consequences and is why we must 
take captive these thoughts that do not serve us and lead us to self-sabotaging actions. Now, a different scenario, a different story someone might think when they get on the scale is, look at that, I'm holding steady at my goal weight, even though I've been eating all those chips and hitting the margaritas a lot. I guess my body can handle it. I guess I'm good. I can keep eating and drinking it up. So that story seems more positive than the other one, but it still leads the person into self-sabotaging action. Eating and drinking a lot of chips and margaritas all the time is not good for your health, even if it doesn't affect your weight. So the story is going to be different based on the person, even if you're looking at the same set of facts. It was funny because the life coach used the example of how you can watch Fox News and CNN News, which may be reporting on the same data, but with a completely different spin. Same news, different story. Again, think of the person who gets on the scale and the news is 150 pounds. It can be the same news, different story. So the question to ask yourself when you stand on the scale and read the news is what channel are you on? What story are you telling yourself about what the number means? How does the story change when the scale goes up or down? Do you get on the scale one day and it's gone down a few pounds and your story is, this is working, great, way to go me but get on the scale the next day and it's gone up a few pounds and you're saying, oh no, this is not working. I'm never going to lose weight. That's what that lady was thinking who had gained two pounds, quote unquote, gained two pounds overnight. She went from one day thinking everything was great and she's on track until the next day, letting her think that all was just lost and everything was terrible. So can you see how that story can jerk your mind around? and affect your mood, your actions, how it can create so much drama. It's hard to see when you're in it. And that's why this mind work is so important. When you can step back and look at your thoughts and see how they lead to the cascade of feelings and actions and results, you can unravel some of these mysteries <laughs> of your life. Like, why can't I stick to a healthy lifestyle? So you've probably heard me talk about this tool that I learned from this life coach, Brooke Castillo at the Life Coach School, where she has you write down a circumstance, like the number on the scale, just this neutral circumstance, and then your thought about it, how it makes you feel, the action you take when you think and feel that way, and what results it leads to. So that thought download may look like, Okay, the circumstance is the scale says 150 pounds. The thought is, oh no, this isn't working. The feeling would be discouraged. The action is a self-sabotaging action of eating all the chips. And the result is you continue to yo-yo diet or you can't lose weight. So there is always this cascade of events that happen from a thought. No matter what the circumstances we're talking about, this will be the case, whether we're talking about health, weight, or anything. Okay, you could put a person in that circumstance line. All right. Um, and it's going to have this, this down cascade that's going to lead to your results. Okay, so you must monitor what's going on in your head 
if you want to get better results in your life. Proverbs 4.23 says, more than anything you guard, protect your mind for your life flows from it. This is scriptural, (laughs) y'all. I'm telling you, this mind work is so key. What is fascinating to me is that this life coach, she started out as a weight loss coach. And she doesn't have any health or nutrition background. But her clients got results because of the mind work and breakthrough of these self-sabotaging thoughts and actions. And that's why I've been... so intently studying this stuff and following this techniques so that I can apply them to my clients in my nutrition practice and share them with you. Um, I have a blog post called Self-Coaching Christians that breaks down and explains this process more. So if you haven't checked that out, you can go read that. Um, And this is why we spend a whole month on this in the Christian Health Club. It is so key. It's so scripturally relevant which is why I think it's important to make it part of the health process. Okay, so let's go back to that news analogy. When it comes to seeing the number on the scale, instead of making a judgment on yourself, you can play the role of a neutral journalist. I'm not sure there are any of those left in this world, (laughs) but I do know from getting my degree in journalism at the University of Texas in Austin, go horns, Um, that journalists are supposed to be objective and neutral as they report the facts. They're not supposed to be reactive, opinionated, or judgmental, just the facts, ma'am. So what if we could practice standing on the scale, looking at the number as a neutral journalist who is just gathering the facts, seeing that 150 pounds as a piece of information about your body on that day, and not letting it mean anything beyond what it is. Not putting a Fox or a CNN spin on it, just letting it be what it is, a fact about your body on that day. Now, if you wanna be more of an investigative journalist, you could do that as well. You could get curious about the number on the scale without getting judgmental. Like, okay, The scale went up three pounds from yesterday. What are some reasonable explanations here? Why could that be? Well, I had more carbs yesterday. Maybe I'm retaining water. Or I'm ovulating. Could be a hormonal fluctuation. Or I've been drinking like a fish. This makes complete sense. (laughs) Let it inform your situation. You know, I ate all these potato chips yesterday. It's making me retain water and it's showing on the scale. Of course, of course it is. That makes total sense. This information is good to know. How much more reasonable and less dramatic is that than looking at the number on the scale and letting your brain scream judgment at you? We can inform ourselves instead of berating ourselves. Because that never works, y'all. I think we think that the more we beat ourselves up, the more motivated we'll be to make change. Like it's holding ourselves more responsible to tell ourselves how horrible we are and how fat we're going to be if we eat like this. Would you ever try to motivate your child, your spouse, your friend, or a coworker by telling them how awful they are and how much they failed? No. So why do we think that's going to work for ourselves? 
we don't typically take positive action from negative thoughts and feelings. It's why it's important to use that thought download process to inform you of how your self-talk is leading to the actions you take. Now, here's another interesting approach to getting on the scale. What do you want to think when you see that number? Not what number do you want to see? What do you want to think about the number no matter what it is? Decide ahead of time. Decide what you're going to think and do no matter what it says, whether it's up or down or the exact same. What is the action you're going to take moving forward? Decide ahead of time. The number is neutral. Don't let that number decide what you're going to do with your life. You decide. Decide ahead of time. I'm going to challenge all of you scale users, maybe scale abusers, <laughs> to do this thought work. If the scale is going to be part of your health journey progress, then get right with it because we ain't got time for scale drama. If your scale newsfeed is negative, switch channels, girl. Switch to a positive newsfeed. I think we're all tired of bad news these days. Tell me some good news. Tell yourself some good news. You get to decide which new channel you're on and how it informs you. Okay, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this. If you like these kind of coaching episodes, let me know. Leave a review. I read them all. I say thanks for them all. And I just, I so appreciate your time listening and your time telling me what you like me to talk about here. It makes me um, feel like we're on the same page and connected and that you're getting something out of this. So those reviews really lift me up and bless me and help me keep going here. And so I'm really grateful that you do that. Thank you so much. I hope that you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.